It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. Hey folks, you're here with the cleanest pastors, the soapiest, sudsiest pastors on the northeast part of the United States. I'm here with Pastor Charlie Eastman. He is clean as a whistle at the Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Massachusetts. And I am, of course, sorry for the visual image that you're experiencing right now. Um, with me is Jonathan Malone from First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Uh, we were having a, a pre-discussion sidebar about soap. We were, soap. We That's were dishing you about that. soap, you could say. We were Charlie. dishing about soap. We, we, were, were, we were, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome Grateful back. Grateful to be here. Aren't you? I with mean, Jonathan. A podcast that starts with soap reference and puns is a high-quality mm-hmm. podcast. To, for fathers everywhere. For fathers everywhere. I'm sure. Well, who, who, I mean, we need to think of the fathers. Oh, well, somebody does, yeah. obviously. You who know. will speak for the fathers if we don't? Uh, it feels like everybody is. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway. Very... How are you doing, we'll find another. We'll find another mission. Yeah, okay. How am I doing? I'm, I'm well. Good. Yeah, it is well. It's well I think. With your soul? I, yeah, it's well with my soul. It's well with the church. We are... Uh, continuing on with uh, indoor worship. It's mm-hmm. been a real... Um, we, we've wanted to do outdoor worship, but we're aware of the numbers and we're trying to be as responsible as we can. Do you want to switch those given the situation? You wanted to do indoor worship, but you're aware of the numbers and you're, so you're continuing with outdoor worship? Yeah, outdoor. Yeah, it's completely flipped. I guess we started <laughs> recording too early. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, so confused. Uh, <laughs> we're finding other ways to get connected. Our yeah. fellowship team has been doing some, some events online that have been very helpful. We did, unfortunately, um, have to reschedule our car parade. We got oh, the news out to everybody that, that Saturday wasn't the day to do that. So we will mm. circle back, get it, uh, to I our car parade as soon did. as we can and uh, get it rescheduled to celebrate health care workers. But we had some technical issues and things weren't coming together. And so. And the weather but was thank you. not great either. Yeah, well, that, that did not help. Yeah. Did not help because most of the organizing and getting ready, the, the rally point was going to involve a lot of people outside. So. Oh. We'll anyway. figure it out. You'll figure it out. Indeed we will. I've been doing a lot of Lent planning, frankly. I don't know hey. how about you. And we're getting ready for yeah. our big annual meeting on January 24th at wow. 1130. And we hope everybody will be there now that we've removed all those stumbling blocks. That's good. Who's the... Um, well, first... <laughs> Uh, how are you doing the annual meeting? Will that be on Zoom? Um, it is, in fact, going to be on Zoom, but it's going to be very carefully moderated. Excellent. And they've they've even done practice runs. I mean, we have such oh, a wow. conscientious group of leaders in the practice. church, so they're they're really on it, and they're they've got the voting system set up, and they're ready to right. rock. Now, I know we talked about this off mic, but did you end up booking the Mountain Goats as your opening act for the uh, annual meeting? Busy, of course. Somebody uh. else's annual meeting already. Jeez. Well, I, what are you going to do? When you have that many literary and biblical references in your music, right. you're going to get snapped up. So you church. may have to just settle for Peter Gabriel, it sounds like. Maybe. Yeah, that, that would be a settle for me, actually. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, but since his third album, I haven't had any use for him. I know I'm flying in the stream of popular opinion on that one. Well, if I could add to the hate... <laughs> No hate for Peter Gabriel. No, he's very, I don't, I don't he's per- just not the mountain goat. I don't particularly like um, Billy Joel. Oh, yeah, or, I'm right there or, with you. Or Jimmy Buffett. 
Okay, yeah. Let's yeah, just, we don't like people yeah. people who listen to those things. But it just makes me feel good. That's, it's feel-good music. That's good. that's and fine. if that's what you go to music for, you should definitely check out those artists. Yeah. They might be right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. For those of us that don't go for that, we seem to have this unity over these artists. Yeah. On the other hand, I can take some Elton John. I can. I don't know why. In small doses. Certain songs. I like certain his, songs. Yeah, certain songs and his voice. I really like his voice. He's got a strong, really oh. strong voice. Yeah, and the movie was great. Okay, this is, we are beyond tangents yeah. so now. things at First Baptist. <laughs> yes, please. Let me know. Um, we're also, I, I've been really glad that January has been kind of a, a quieter month. It's a blessing. It really is. Everyone needs mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. So we've been quieter this month. Now, coming up on the 31st, that's the last Sunday in January, we're going to have a special fellowship cafe. One That's, mm. you know, uh, we're doing it on Zoom like we have been, which has been really nice. Mm. But on this one, we're extending the right hand of fellowship to a new member who wants to join oh, the church. Fantastic! So, which is absolutely wonderful. And we're going to have yeah. a guest, the Reverend Doug Harris, who is our interim executive minister for American Baptist Churches of Rhode Island. He's going to join right. us there as well and just say hello, introduce himself. You can ask, like, oh, what are we doing and that kind of thing. So the 31st will be a fun fellowship cafe. I'm, I'm assuming you know Doug already from... Other yeah. entanglements in ABC. Yeah, yeah we've done mm-hmm. work together on other things. But yeah, he's a great okay. guy. And and like you, I'm also working on Lent. We are going to have an Ash Wednesday service. Um, yes, be, as are we. Yeah, yep. it'll be on Zoom. It'll be our first worship service on Zoom. I'm looking forward to it. So how are you going to handle the imposition of ashes? We are. Um, I'm going to just drive from house to house. It's going to be. A, we we've planned for about an eight hour service. I think it's going to be fine. What could go wrong? Right. No, um, yeah, what could go wrong? We are going to pass up, hand out bags of ashes uh, that Sunday before. Okay. And then people can self-impose. Oh. Wow, prior planning. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you know, every now and again. Not typical for a lot of churches. Yeah, not Baptist, especially. Fortunately, we both serve churches that, that seem concerned about that. Right. So... I just realized you, when you said his name was Doug Harris, um, Doug Erm, Ermhoff, Emhoff is it? Uh, Kamala Harris's husband. Oh. He often gets called Doug Harris. Oh, yeah, it's not that. It's not that person right. at all. <laughs> I mean, even that person isn't that person. It's right. Doug Emhoff. Yeah, yeah, no. The, we're, we're getting the real Doug Harris, the interim executive minister of American Baptist Churches of Rhode Island. Very good. So, Charlie, um, how was your Monday? The 18th. Pretty good. It yeah. was, you know, I'll be honest, it was a little white. A little white, huh? Yeah. My I, Mondays tend to be fairly white. What, I, a little bland. Mm. A little lacking in color. Did <laughs> Boy, you're hoping I'm going to come up with a segue, aren't you? Yeah, wait, I'm trying to follow you on this one, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to yes and the, the heck out of this, but... <laughs> what is the... You know, what is what is the way to communicate that you understand that the richness of humanity is not only white and that the richness of humanity is as rainbow hued as the rest of nature mm-hmm. and, and in fact it was it was meant to be a day of celebration over a particular individual and it's been so the holiday has been so politicized mm. and used as a football for various teams that I don't want to be on certainly. Um, and we've lost the thread of just a a, a great man. A flawed man, a man who deserves uh, a lot of appreciation for the ways he helped us rewrite our uh, our national destiny. That was so well said, and you killed the segue. 
Uh, did I? Oh. Segway. No, no, no. It's fine now. It's just we'll Sorry. have a, we I have killed a, your segue. Yeah, we can have an episode without a segue. Segway assassin. <laughs> segway assassin. There we go. Good. This week on Segway Assassin. Boy, that would be right after Soap Talk. Segway mm. assassin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Monday was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I I love what you just how you just put it that. Um, and done. Yeah, folks, uh, you can reach us at twelve enough. That's written <laughs> out. Twelve enough. Yeah, I, so I, I usually go to... Um, White know, folks I, have a habit of assuming they have the last word on Martin Luther King Jr., right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop interrupting you. No, it's all right. Go ahead. Your interruptions are... are uh, I was going to say <laughs> joyful, but that's not the word <laughs> that we want to use. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Not today. There's a little acidic side to it, I think. Mm. Um, well, as usual. I, I like the the trying to politicize and taking out the religious part of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. I usually go to a prayer breakfast, at, um that's hosted by the I think it's the Black Ministers Alliance of Providence. And oh, know, nice! Yeah, it's it, it's really good. It helps. Can you bring a plus one to that? Oh, sure. Next year. Yeah, yeah. Bring me next year. I'd love to go. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, and you know, it, 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 it's uh, for scholarships for, for students going to college, which is really nice. But the, on the dais is just a, a slew of politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, both state, yep. both senators, the governor, the others. I see what you mean. Yeah, co-opting the legacy. Right. And, and it's always interesting to watch how people will talk about the vision and the ideals of Dr. King. Yeah. But removing the theology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make him safe. Make right. him safe for us. And Make him safe for church members who don't necessarily want the world to look the way he wanted the world to look. Mm-hmm. And make him safe for non-religious people who, who seem to need to justify his moral code from some other source than scripture. Right. Well, folks, you can't do that. Yeah. The way <laughs> you that, can't do that from yeah. Reverend Dr. The vision he had of what the world should be is a vision mm-hmm. that comes right out of the Gospels. Indeed it does. And it's when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. That's what yep. Martin Luther King... Right, so let's just say right out, we are not going to be offering a biography of King. Um, not today. We're not going to be... Yeah, this is more of our own engagement, our reflections, our, our experience mm-hmm. of him. And we thought in this... Well, last week, you, Charlie, put the, the challenge there during the podcast, mm-hmm. on the air, live. You Indeed. said, we've got to do this. And I said, okay. Threw the glove down. He threw the glove down. It hit his keyboard. It clacked. He clacked all over the place. It was crazy. It would. Go listen Blue to that cherry episode. switches. They're loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that was good. So yeah, King. I mean, he was uh, he was a Baptist minister, mm-hmm. a theologian, uh, studied yeah. at uh, Boston University. Indeed. Just up the street. Among other places. Among that other, wasn't his only yeah, degree, inc- right? Including, uh, yeah, Crozier Divinity School, a good mm-hmm. Baptist school. I think he went to Morehouse yeah. as well. I that think. sounds right to me. Yeah, let's go with Morehouse. It's either Morehouse or Howard, right? Listeners will tell us if we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, write in, 12enough, gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Love your, I love your emails. Oh, he's loved both of them. I've loved both of them. <laughs> including the one from Google that keeps saying, you could up your security. <laughs> what, Perfect. What's one of the things about about um, Dr. King that really speaks to you, Charlie? Um, I, th- I think I appreciate the the timelessness of his of his visions. Um, I'm going to quote the American Dream, which was part of his uh, commencement address at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, 
6 June 1961. Okay. And for the record, folks, if you'd like a compendium of the, the most important writings and speeching, speechings, wow, <laughs> of the most important <laughs> writers and writings and speeches Orations. of Martin Luther King Jr., um, Testament of Hope is the very, it's a it's a big paperback version, the, the version that I have. It's yeah. 700 pages. It is so worth its weight. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's but anyway, good. this brief quote, he, he says, Through our scientific genius, we have made of this world a neighborhood. Now through our moral and spiritual development, we must make of it a brotherhood. Hmm. In a real sense, we must all learn to live together as brothers or we will all perish together as fools. We must come to see that no individual can live alone. No nation can live alone. We must all live together. We must all be concerned about each other. Mm. That is the beloved community crafted yeah. in very worldly terms yeah. for an audience that may have some church-going folks in it, but on the other hand, may not. Yeah. And if as pastors, when we enter the pulpit, we only think about how we're going to speak exclusively uh, to our people and not to anyone else who might happen to wander across our uh, transom. We are, we are seriously missing out on the opportunity to speak prophetically to a wider range of people. And King got that. Yeah. I love that he got that. And I think, you know, conversely, it makes him easy to be adopted by very, you know, even anti-religious folks. Yeah. But that's the, that's the, that's the bargain, I guess. Yeah, I, but that's one of the things, one of the many things I love about yeah, Dr. King. I, I, yeah, I think that ability to communicate in such a way that multiple people can hear you and find places to connect is so important. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it's knowing your audience. There are times, yeah, when you and I are preaching, we're preaching to our people. But if we're writing a you know an editorial for the newspaper or you know doing our our usual soapbox ranting on the public square, it's a different audience. Um, which um, I want to see how many yeah. times I can just bring soap into the. <laughs> well, ding! Yeah. I need a little bell. Yeah. Wait, uh, I'll do a there. keyboard <laughs> click for you. Forever, you get a keyboard stroke. Uh, his faith is part of what has always um, been inspirational for me, I, and I, I think it's it's that's appropriate. To be. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, can I read a, a segment of one of his books? I don't remember which one, but this is an illustration of a prayer that he had. Oh, please. So this was happening. I'm going to give the context, and then I'll read what he wrote. Um, you know, he was working on the boy on the bus boycott, and received. You know, used to getting angry phone calls and threatening phone calls, but received one that just cut him to the core that day or that night, and and for some reason it just really hit him hard. And so here's what he wrote: I was ready to give up, with my cup of coffee sitting untouched before me. I tried to think of a way to move out of the picture without appearing a coward. In the state of exhaustion when my courage had all but gone, I decided to take my problem to God. With my head in my hands, I bowed over the kitchen table and prayed aloud. The words that I spoke to God that midnight are still vivid in my memory. Mm. I am here taking a stand for what I believe is right, but now I am afraid. The people are looking to me for leadership, and if I stand before them without strength and courage, they too will falter. I am at the end of my powers. I have nothing left. I have come to the point where I can't face it alone. At that moment, I experienced the presence of the divine as I have never experienced God before. 
It seemed as though I could hear the quiet assurance of the inner voice saying, Stand up for justice, stand up for truth, and God will be at your side forever. Almost at once my fears began to go. My uncertainty disappeared. I was ready to face anything. Wow. That's a great piece because he begins in a... And he does this a lot. Yeah. King, King, throughout his writings, shows his work. Mm. He lets you know continuously when he's struggling with something, when something's really got him down, he, he, he articulates it. And yeah. then he makes that journey from a place that we know very well because we've all struggled with things that we've tried to do and right. we feel like we don't have the, the courage, the, the energy for the journey, whatever. And then he shows how he gets his his epiphany yeah. and, and what it and then interprets it right there in real time that's a wonderful piece right oh and the spirituality of being able to say i can't do this i'm done yeah i'm empty i tell people all the time when this is why god is so helpful because when you're when you are empty when you are stressed and stretched that most times you have convinced yourself that the load is yours to carry alone right yeah there it is and, and, and that might have been, I, I'm not going to read more into King's mind, but that might have been part of what he was thinking. Like, this is a responsibility I have. Maybe. And and just was overwhelmed. I know um, pastors out there, that's what we kind of think about churches. Like, I've got to save this church. I've got to make sure everything <laughs> goes right. I've got to make sure the annual meeting is just right. Or maybe your leadership mm. is like that. And, mm. and to be able to say, if, if we don't open ourselves and let God in... Then it's not going to be right. It's got to be. It's got to be the best you can make it. Yeah. Oh, sure. But uh, yeah, somebody shared a Todd Bolsinger quote with me. Did I share this last week? No. No. This is the uh, canoeing the mountains guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to get it wrong. The the basic gist is we we ha- it, it, we don't have to. Oh, that, I think this is the. I think I'll paraphrase this correctly. Okay. We're allowed to fail, but we're not allowed to suck. Hmm. Yeah. See, so you've got to try. You've yeah. got to give it everything you've got, but but it's okay if it doesn't go exactly the way you expect it to. Right. But this moment before the fight that, that you just shared of King really his his roiling turmoil as he tries to get, get to the moment where he'll be, be able to do what for many would be the superhuman tasks right. that he did regularly. Right. I mean, he's... To humanize him. It's a humanizing el- illustration. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so important because uh, we have this tendency to make saints of our heroes. And, sure. and when we make them into saints, they become in, unapproachable. And then we think, well, that's them, but we don't have to be that good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and, and of course, you know, watch, watch a single movie. There have been a few, but watch mm-hmm. any of the movies that have come out about King. And, and you will be reminded of the flawed character oh, yeah. of his... He was not. Uh, he had a number of temptations and challenges that mm-hmm. a- allegedly got in his way. I wasn't there. I don't know. Right. Um, but it's it's uh, th- there seems to have been enough witnesses to the to the near dissolution of his marriage at times that 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 was probably a challenge. And yeah. also, there is no man who has done as much organizing as he he did, who does not leave children behind them, whether they live or die. Mm. And so Coretta was, of course, as was the system at the time, and maybe still pervades a little today, or maybe a lot today, depending mm-hmm. on what groups you're a part of. Um, she she raised the children alone, essentially, in so many ways. And yeah. I'm not saying he was a bad father to them in his way, 
but he could not have been present um, yeah. based on the amount of time he was spending on the road. Yeah. There's no way to do that. Yeah. There's always a cost. So, there's always a cost. Uh, here's another thing I love about Dr. King and yeah. Reverend Dr. King, and that is his relevance. Hmm. I find his relevance to be so poignant, sadly relevant today, hmm. of course, but uh, on so many different topics. And um, I recently watched a movie called The Social Dilemma, which Jonathan's going to watch for us to discuss ne for next week. I'm kidding. I'm not spreading <laughs> that. But, but, but seriously, it is anybody who uses social media oh, who I've hasn't watched The movie. Social Dilemma. It, it yeah, makes you just want to delete everything. Yeah, I did. Oh, good. Um, good on the you. other hand, I still have the accounts because I use them for church. Anyway, all, all technology comes with good and with bad. Yeah. And so you have to use it responsibly. It's about personal responsibility, ultimately. However, I read this paragraph in the letter from the Birmingham jail, mm. and it, it just shone to me mm. as a perfect caveat to this. So this says, But the judgment of God is upon the church as never before. If the church of today does not recapture the sacrificial spirit of the early church, it will lose its authentic ring, forfeit the loyalty of millions, and be dismissed as an irrelevant social club with no meaning for the 20th century. Mm. I am meeting young people every day whose disappointment with the church has risen to outright disgust. Wow. Yeah. So, so if your church's best work lately has just been to promote Facebook events, you might need to rethink what your church is about. Yeah. If your church is just focused on keeping the members of the church satiated and happy you might need to rethink your church yeah you know if if your church has refused to have a voice on things because that's the only way that we keep each other uh, comfortable hmm. you, you might need to rethink uh, on the other hand maybe you are a chaplaincy church and your job is just to help shepherd people on to their death but if you're the kind of church that martin luther king jr wanted to be a part of mm -hmm. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to help yeah. you gotta help and, and do it in the way that's right for you Yes. You know, and you know, but still, yes. everyone's got to step. I mean, in the last, um, you know, the last six months, if you haven't, if there hasn't been something that has stirred you in one way or another, um, check your you, you pulse. You may be asleep. Yeah. You, you may be asleep. He's asleep or dead. Um, mm. Yeah. So I, that's so relevant. It continues to be so relevant because, I, yeah, I wonder if young people are looking to churches as a place for guidance during these times. And sometimes you don't have the words yourself. Mm -hmm. Every Christian, every pastor, sooner or later, you're going to get to a moment where you look at a situation and you just, you've read scripture, you've prayed on it, you've thought about it, and you don't know. You don't know what the right way forward is. Well, then someone like Reverend Dr. King can be an amazing guide yeah. to bring you back into, well, then what, what has the church historically railed against? Um, racism mm -hmm. is something the church has has historically had a real strong voice about but yeah. we've seemed to have had trouble with that concept lately and another thing i love about reverend dr king is his commitment to anti-racist principles yeah. to his commitment to valuing black bodies and black souls and black hearts and black visions and minds right. the way he recognized people of color as brothers and sisters in a great struggle and and his dream ultimately his dream is not a black world without Caucasian people. His right. dream was a vision of a world where 
all these people are together, where their children yeah. are living in harmony, and no one tells them no because of the color of their skin. Right. Where no one's pulled over because of the color of their skin. Uh, unjustly murdered yeah. because of the color of their skin. On and on and on. Yeah. Anyway. His emphasis on love. Um, now, mm. I, I know the scholars of King will say he was not a pacifist, and I think there's an argument to be made there that he was not a pacifist. Mm-hmm. But he did recognize the best way to change the, you know, the country, to influence people, was through nonviolent action. And, mm-hmm. and especially through that love. Uh, and I mean, one of the images I have in my mind, I, don't have, I didn't find the actual story of this, but it was one of the times his house was bombed, um, his, and he got home and found out his family was okay. Yeah. And I think this is still early in the movement. And, you know, people had gathered and they were angry uh, and they had their guns, they had their pitchforks, they were ready to retaliate with violence. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I was told the story, he spent a while in the house with, in prayer, um, talking to other people. And he came out and, and the words that I, I understand were, he said to them, we will respond to this, but we will wear mm-hmm. them down with love. We will wear them down with yeah. love. Yeah, you know, still that's, calling that's, out uh, evil for what it is, saying this was evil, you know, not saying like, yeah. well, you know, they're just acting out. Boys will be boys. Locker room talk. No, he still called it out, um, but he continued to love the people that hated him. Yeah, the urgency that he brought, he he just and and for him, love was a justice issue. Yeah. Love loving people correctly automatically created a justice response in you. Um, from where do we go from here? One of his later mm. last books. Uh, this this single, just these two sentences. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice. Mm. Justice at its best is love correcting everything that stands against love. That's a that's a very yeah. different vision of where we could be as a nation right now. Um, and I know when I read words like that, it doesn't, there's some people that that doesn't re- resonate for, I get it. Yeah. This is one man's vision, but enough other men and women took that vision up that you, you can't argue with the power yeah. of his, of his witness and his statements and, and his ability to capture them in a way that helped people really just vibrate yeah. with, with his energy and his intention. So, yeah, I'm so thankful that God was able to use someone like King in, in mm. such a way to continue the impact. I'm, I'm, as much as I, I prefer separation of church and state, and I prefer to sure. keep my understanding of King in a, in a Christian context, I'm glad sure. we have a day in our national holiday. Me too. Holiday. Me too. Um, yeah. and, it, and it's relevant, again, because uh, Reverend Warnock, mm-hmm. uh, the, one of the Georgian, new Georgian congresspersons, is a Baptist minister from Ebenezer Baptist right. Church. Right. I mean, this, this, the thread of this legacy comes right through to, is it Representative Warnock? No, what's no, the... No, Senator. Senator Senator Warnock, I'm yeah. sorry. Carries right through to his legacy. And they, they brought up separation of church and state in a recent interview that I heard with um, Otis Moss, of oh, course. Okay. Yeah. Anytime NPR wants to know something they, about faith, they go to Otis Moss, which is That's fine. That's fine, yeah. Um, he's a very uh, articulate and, and learned individual. And, um, you know, he's, he, he was very, I can't quote him, but he made a, a very interesting case 
for why you want someone with the principles that uh, Warnock brings into the pulpit also in the Senate. Mm. And uh, if you want to check that out, it was on a recent Axios, A-X-I-O-S, okay. an Axios uh, podcast, and you can listen to his um, his words directly. Nice. People go do that. We could go on and on about King, I'm Obviously. sure. Yeah. Uh, so I encourage, if you haven't yet, Take the time, read the letter, Birmingham Jail, read some oh, of his speeches. if you read one thing, if you read one thing from Martin Luther King Jr., read the letter from the Birmingham Jail. Yeah, it's amazing. Please. It's absolutely yeah, every, amazing. Every American citizen should seek to understand what it feels like to be a, a black man working for justice in the 60s, yeah. by 50s and 60s, by reading that letter, and then understand why we have an inheritance and an issue still. Yeah. So please do that. Listen to his sermons. Yeah, Listen yeah to you his can speeches. hear him. Yeah. Right on YouTube for free. Yeah. Uh, the One of my favorite continues to be, I've been to the mountaintop, the last sermon he mm. preached in Memphis. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, it's one of the most brilliant um, takes on the Good Samaritan parable. Yeah, great so, stuff. So folks, go go do that. You know, read his stuff. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, just kind of see how it continues to influence and shape you. That's the other thing. A lot of people invoke King without reading King. That's like people yeah. who invoke Scripture mm. without reading Scripture. If you're not in the Word, you're not in the Word. <laughs> so go to King and read him, and you can do so, again, right online. You yeah. can get these resources. Yeah. On the other hand, buy a Testament of Hope, and maybe a few pennies will get into the, the King family oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, coffers as well. So for prayer, mm. um, we, thought, we thought it fitting. I have a prayer by King. Did you find anything else, Charlie, during this time? I did not. Okay. Yeah, let's... And I think I, I, may, I may have read this before, but this is episode 42, I think. So mm-hmm. who can remember what we That's did right. so long ago? I'd rather have two prayer kings in, in one of our streams than... Than, than none. Than none, yeah. certainly. Yeah. And probably I'd rather have two from him than from a lot of other people. But anyway... That's just my preference. That's right. We're looking at you, Joel Osteen. <laughs> I don't even have a response for that. I was really hoping we could get through the run of this podcast without ever hearing that name, but anyway. No, no, not me. <laughs> he's, my, he's clearly my arch nemesis. Um, he speaks very powerfully he, to certain individuals who need, uh, who need uh, some sort of material assertion that their faith matters. I will never understand it. Well, nicely said, Charlie. That was a good cover. <laughs> we do we do what we can. Yeah. So I have a prayer by Martin Luther King Jr. So uh, um, so the sandwich today is a Charlie sandwich. I'll start. Indeed it is. And then you get to yeah. So let's let's pray. God, we are so thankful for the ways in which you use each and every one of us. Uh, we're thankful for those opportunities that we have when we can say I I can't do this without you. And when we're moved to open up and to see how you move amongst us, we're especially thankful for the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the faith that he rested on again and again. May we have but a sliver of that faith in all that we do, and especially as we try to follow in those footsteps. Mm. Thank you, God, for Martin for his vision, his, for his dream, for the, for the things that he tried to do. God, I pray for his family at this time, for the, the challenges it, 
it must have presented for them to grow together and, and to be their own beloved community. I pray for all those who heard his words and were inspired. And I pray for our nation again, God, a nation that seems to have turned celebration of him into an excuse not to live his principles. Mm. Help our hypocrisy, mm. oh God. Help us to really live in to his vision. And from Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Thou eternal God, out of whose absolute power and infinite intelligence the whole universe has come into being, we humbly confess that we have not loved thee with our hearts, souls, and minds, and we have not loved our neighbors as Christ loved us. We have all too often lived by our own selfish impulses rather than by the life of sacrificial love as revealed by Christ. We often give in order to receive. We love our friends and hate our enemies. We go the first mile and dare not travel the second. We forgive but dare not forget. And so as we look within ourselves, we are comforted. We are confronted with the appalling fact that the history of our lives is a history of an internal revolt against you. But thou, O God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us for what we could have been but failed to be. Give us the intelligence to know your will. Give us the courage to do your will. Give us the devotion to love your will. In the name and spirit of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Boy, I could have said amen 15 times during that I prayer. Know. What a great prayer. Yeah. He has a thing about, uh, what is it, a hard... We serve a... a some, there's a quote I'll get wrong, but King said, we serve a, a judgmental God, but a tender-hearted God. Mm. So that, that idea that God holds us really to, to a high standard, yeah. but also has forgiven us over and over when we failed mm. and how grateful we should be to, to God and to his vision of God. Yeah. Thanks. Great prayer. Yeah. Well, I didn't write it. But... I know you didn't, but you found it. And <laughs> well, in good. this case, that's what matters. That's what matters. I'm glad to do that. Well, folks, I hope, uh, hope you have a good rest of the week uh, and, you know, spend some time with King. Please do. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is the day of observance for officialness. Right. You can you can interact with him every day if you choose to. Yeah, why not? And I'd, I'd really recommend it. All right. Be well, everyone. See you soon. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts, and Jonathan Malone, the pastor of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can find the notes for this episode and previous episodes and other things that happen with 12 Enough and Kitchen Table Spirituality at 12enough.com. That's 12 written out. You can send comments about and questions about this show and other shows at 12enough at gmail.com. 12 is written out. And please go to iTunes and like and rate the show. Tell your friends about it. Thank you very much for listening.
this week on Segway Assassin.